Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 to 33. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Which one will you choose? This is Truth Pop with Jake and Kathy, a Catholic take on faith and culture. culture. Welcome to Truth Pop. I'm Kathy. And I'm Jake. We are a married couple giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture, helping you to live out your faith in today's modern society. You might have seen social media buzzing right now because of the fact that NBC Sports, uh, in their airing of Sunday Night Football, on the post-game interview with quarterback for the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, uh, C.J. Stroud thanked Jesus in that post-game interview on the live stream. But when NBC Sports went back to post that post-game interview on social media, they took out that part about God. So first, check out the raw version. This was the live stream where C.J. thanks God. First of all, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. And then this was the edited version. You can almost hear the edit. I mean, your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing. It's really disgusting and disheartening that the mainstream media hates God so much that they would do something like that. But I don't necessarily know, babe, if... We're all that surprised, but I think Mm -hmm. the thing that really encourages me throughout of this is the fact that this is even a story. Mm. The fact that now if you go on to NBC Sports Instagram page and their social media, you see a lot of people commenting saying how ridiculous it was that they did this, that they edited out CJ's comments. And, and CJ's a Christian. He's made it known. He publicly professes to believe in Jesus, and it's very common for him to thank God. But, um, but yeah, NBC Sports found it necessary to censor his belief in God. But again, if you scroll through all these comments on the Instagram feed, people are posting memes of Jesus, and um, they're saying, praise God, Jesus is Lord. They're saying, why are you hating on Jesus? They're saying, you're shameful, NBC. And it, it is shameful. I think it shows the power of Jesus's name. It shows that when you speak Jesus's name in a powerful, reverent way, people fear that. Hmm. And people are scared. You know, we live in this world where Jesus's name is used so often, where people just use it as a swear word and it's so casual. But the fact that he used it to praise him and they took that out shows that they are scared themselves. Hmm. And there's so much power in the name of Jesus. And literally, when you encounter a dark situation, when you encounter stress in your life, just saying Jesus's name out loud, it works wonders. When we hear someone taking Jesus's name in vain, I think there's power in just saying in our minds, in our hearts, like, blessed be your name, God. Or like when we hear about the story of NBC taking out Jesus's name, we say, God, like your name is powerful. Like we uplift your name. So yeah, maybe it's also that call for us to ask ourselves like, God, what else can I do because of these things in our world? Like because of people trying to cancel God, like how can I make your name known more? 
what can I do for you, Jesus? Because I love you so much. I want to promote your name. I want to bring you into my life and into other people's lives. What can I do? And then you you mentioned that verse in Matthew where Jesus says, those that deny me before man, I will deny before the heavenly father. And it, it gives you a little bit of shivers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it shows that we really have a moral obligation. This isn't just you know, whether we want to or not. But this is an obligation that we have as believers of Jesus to bring God, to bring his name into this hurting world. And I think you're right, babe, that we've gotten into this place in our culture now where Jesus has become so controversial. But again, look at how many people are reacting to this. Look at how many people are lifting up his name. And I think it just shows that the silent majority of people in our world believe in God. They believe that Jesus is Lord and they don't want to hear Jesus being censored like this. So no, as much as NBC is going to try, as much as the mainstream media will try, as much as academia will try, you can't censor Jesus. You can't cancel Jesus. He's Lord. So I think what this really means for us, it's that wake up call for us to be bold, right? To start getting outside of our comfort zone and to start bringing Jesus into our daily conversations a little bit more. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we went to Seek 24, and Chris Stefanik, on the last day, gave a keynote talk about how we need to start being bold with our faith. And one quote I really liked from him was, can we stop underestimating our power as average, everyday, ordinary Christians filled with the life and joy of God in a dark world. You know, we do live in a dark world. We live in a world that's starving for Jesus. We're starving for more. We need meaning. We need purpose. And as Christians, as Catholics, we have that answer. We have Jesus. And we need to learn to share that with the world. You know, the problem is we're just so afraid, though. We're so concerned about how we might look kind of dumb, we might look stupid, we might say the wrong thing, but you know, that doesn't matter really. Like we might say the wrong thing. It might not go well. It might be awkward, but that's okay. The question for me is like, is Jesus more of an idea, a concept, or is he a living person who died for me and loves me intimately? And if you've encountered that same love, you can't help but want to share it with other people. And, you know, like Dr. Edward Tree, who we actually just interviewed on our podcast, Mm -hmm. and he talks about this all the time. Like, we're not opinionated when it comes to sharing about our favorite movie or our favorite, you know, kind of food or whatever. Like, we'll throw that out and we're not afraid. But like, the person that we're supposed to love the most, it's gotten so taboo. And maybe it's like we've let the fear of cancel culture influence us to the point that we're not living out our true call as Catholics. And that's convicting for me as much as it is for anyone else, because there are so many times where I like hold my tongue where I know I'm supposed to say something, but I hold back because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of my reputation. I'm afraid of what they're going to say, the backlash. And we got to get over that. Like we have to bring Jesus's light into the world. That's so babe, like you said, like the, the world is dark. And there's a song I, I love. Uh, it's from a artist named Tarian, T-E-R-R-I-A-N. I encourage you to look it up. It's called, Honestly, I Think We All Need Jesus. And 
it's so true. Like Jesus is the solution. He's what our hearts are starving for. And that person you work with, that person you know, that family member, you see them starving. Just give them what they need. Yeah, that's one thing Chris mentioned in his talk that, you know, the Holy Spirit will guide you to say what he wants you to say. Some people might need a push. Some people might need to be told, you need to stop doing this. Other people just might need a gentle smile and encouragement. You know, the Holy Spirit knows what that person needs, and we just need to trust in that and be guided by him. Yeah, and then we truly believe that Jesus is the medicine for our hearts and for the hearts that are broken. You know, when anyone encounters Jesus in a very real and profound way, they're going to want to share it. Back when I was in high school and in college, I said I was Catholic. You know, I I went to Mass on Sundays. I said all the prayers I was supposed to pray, but I didn't really know Jesus too well. And guess what? I never really evangelized. I barely talked about my faith. But it wasn't until after college when I had this profound encounter with Jesus, when he met me in my shame. He met me in my brokenness, my depression, my anxiety. And I met Jesus and he he's healed me. He's healed me so much. And I'd be foolish if I didn't tell the world about it. I'd be foolish if I didn't want to share that with others. You know, this is the most beautiful thing that has happened to me. And I feel like I need to share it with the world. I need to tell people that they can have the same healing that I've had. But, you know, I, I'm still scared sometimes about what people think about me. I'm still scared, like, oh, they might think I'm awkward. They might think I'm weird. I might mess up when I'm talking, but but maybe they really need that. And that's something that I'm still working on to this day. He calls the unqualified, but he equips them. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, look, at was it Moses who had a speech impediment? Yeah, and, he didn't want to talk. And like literally led the Israelites through like a sea that split in half. No big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I think maybe it's like the fear of our own inadequacies that can really hold us back. Thinking mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not eloquent enough. I don't, I don't have the right like vocabulary, or I, I, I'm not important enough. Like I think those are the the tool. The, those are the things that I think the devil can really use mm-hmm. to like hold us back from doing something magnificent for the Lord. And if you feel little, if you feel broken, if you feel unqualified, good. I think that can actually help you more, right? Yeah, because it makes you rely on God more. You know, the more we are dependent on him, the more he's going to work through us. You know, it's when we have that self-reliance that really holds us back. Yeah, it's like that phrase, more of you, God, less of me. Mm, I love that prayer. So when we receive the Eucharist, if we just completely surrender to his plan and his will, like he can take over and do amazing things. And then it's not us doing the amazing things, it's God. And Jesus is like, yeah, I want to do this. Will you let me? I want to heal the brokenhearted. I want to bring joy to this joyless world. Will you let me do that? And again, when we say yes to his plan, there's no stopping Jesus from doing amazing things. Yeah, we literally transform into Christ 
when we receive him in the Eucharist and when we pray and when we encounter him, he transforms our lives and he helps us transform others' lives to look like Christ as well. This is Truth Pop. Truth Pop.